everyone. If you know me, you know I'm a super clean freak. This is Steph Palermo, and I've got to tell you about an amazing cleaning product. These days, everyone is fed up with unnecessary chemicals and additives. Me too. So let me tell you about an all-in-one household product, Annie's Pure and Simple. I know what you're thinking. I was thinking it too. What about COVID? Rest easy, Annie has got you covered. Annie makes her products from natural ingredients that are proven to kill germs and viruses, including the COVID-19 virus. And they're surface friendly, as well as streak and smear free. And guess what else? It's safe for the kiddos and the pets. It's one cleaner for all your cleaning needs. Women owned and manufactured right here on the South Shore. Annie's Pure and Simple, change the way you clean. Available online at annie'spureandsimple.com and your local Whole Foods supermarket. Hi, this is Annie from Annie's Pure and Simple. And on Monday nights from 8 to 10, we listen to Just Steph right here on WATD. This is the Just Steph Show. I'm your host, Steph Palermo, your Sicilian soul guide, bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tune in every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for weekly healings, soul readings, special guests, and tips to enhance your life by balancing body, mind, and heart. Make your Monday night sexy right here on WATD 95.9 with Just Step. Hey, this is Steph Palermo, and it's the Just Steph Show. Everybody has two lives. The second one begins when you realize you only have one. We are second lifers. We're empty nesters, newly single, and those starting over. H3, your healthy, happy, hip years are just beginning. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday Night Radio. You do not want to miss tonight and every Monday because I'm helping you transform your life one glorious day at a time. I'm Steph Palermo, your intuitive soul guide, healer, radio talk show host, international speaker, and published author. I help second lifers discover their spirituality and incorporate it into their lives. I teach my clients and audiences how to meld a spiritual practice with the realities of daily life in order to enjoy the fullest expression of themselves, the complete life package. You do not have to ditch the fun to be connected to the, divi- to the divine. I offer soul journey retreats in Sicily, one-on-one soul journey guidance, workshops, and of course, the weekly talk show right here on WATD 95.9 FM. So before we get started, let's get right into that mode, in the mood, and knowing that whatever you hear tonight, you receive. And it's meant for you because the universe has your back. You get exactly what you need tonight. So let's just breathe. Okay. I'm going to pull a grace card for everybody. So everybody out there in radio land, you can't see this, but I'm going to read it for you. (laughs) All right. Okay, this is great. Peace. When we balance silence with activity, we discover true peace of mind, the source of all joy and happiness. So we need to have a little bit of quiet, 
little bit of activity and listening to the divine. So it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, people. Yay. Yeah. It's a pink month. And mm -hmm. I have tonight, I'm so excited to have this amazing woman and doctor and everything else mom she's got it all going on it's dr kathy calvillo she is a nationally recognized board certified breast cancer surgeon who trained and stayed on a dana farber cancer institute and harvard medical school for 16 years prior to founding new england breast and wellness a concierge breast surgery practice in Wellesley. Welcome, Dr. Kathy. Thank you. I'm so, so happy to have you. This it's is awesome. wonderful to be back. Yeah. Thank you. Really uh, you know what? I'm so excited to have you even ha like give me a little input on all of the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight. Awesome. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about um, all the stuff that you do and everything that uh, us girls should be doing about our girls. Mm -hmm. Right. And men too. And men too. And men too. And men too. Can't forget the guys. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I have questions about that because mm -hmm. we want to see, because men who are listening, they should know. Yes. They, yes. they need to know. Inquiry minds. Right. And I, sometimes I even have to stop myself from saying women because it's men and women. I know. Um, both are affected. I have male patients as well. And, yeah. and men can be affected by cancer. Men can also be affected by benign things that need to be surgically treated. So right. it is everyone. Yeah, we're going to get into that, mm -hmm. definitely. So here's what else we have going on tonight. We have, um, I'm so excited about this, our featured biz, Leah Kraft. She's the owner, she's the founder and owner of Enhanced Beauty located in Hanover, Mass. We also are going to talk about worry block as a block to your soul and your progression. And for your soul itself, your, your soul reading, we're going to talk about what good spiritual direction does and for the just of rules of dating should you bring your new squeeze home for the holidays <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm talk can't wait that. to hear about that right <laughs> and of course your social 411 and so much more so be part of the show today call in and uh call in uh to ask dr kathy questions and uh of course leah and myself or comment it's 781-837-4900 tell me what's going on in your life I want to hear from you, and we get a word from Liz Teresa. I love books that give a real glimpse into a culture while also imparting life lessons. There's not many books like this, and my favorite one that stayed with me, it's called It's Not Personal, Sunny, It's Business by Steph Palermo. In this book, Steph combines the pillars of Sicilian heritage with her own life experiences into a book that's truly going to transform the way you think about life and the way you think about work. Stop postponing living your best, most satisfying life and stop putting off thriving in your business. You can do both of those things right now. Just go to buystephsbook.com and order your copy today. You won't regret it. That's www.buystephsbook.com. See you there. This is Deb Bowman, and you're listening to The Just Steph Show. All right. Thanks, Liz and Deb. And, you know, you can buy my book also on Amazon.com. That might be easy for people. So let's talk about healing. So healing uh, in, in any area of our lives helps to mend all wounds. So this is tonight's healing. Everybody listen up. Everybody needs a little healing. 
Spirit, you are the source of love, healing, and restoration. We thank you for the miracles you still perform today. Tonight, bestow your grace on those listening who are in need of your healing. Bring peace, restoration, and full health to this audience and their loved ones. I believe in the healing power of faith, and I ask you to begin your mighty work in the lives of my audience. Please reach down and surround my audience with supernatural peace and strength and give my audience the faith to believe that all things are possible for you, Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so Love Dr. That. Kathy, thank you. So Dr. Kathy, t let's talk about um, the genetic testing and, and, and what what should, what should uh, women and men be doing, especially over 40? Yeah. So... If I, I'm going to get to that question in a second, but okay. I want to touch upon what how you just opened. And it took me back a few years ago to when um, I returned to my own faith. And spirituality is something different for everybody. Mm. Some people call it God. Some people call it Allah. It's yeah. something different for everybody. But I have to say, connecting with that need in one's life, when I did that, what was so surprising for me is the important thing that the importance of it for patients. Yes. And when we were able to talk about it and they were astounded that they were able to talk about their faith or spirituality with their surgeon and it made the biggest impact, not on me necessarily, but and it did, but on patients too. So the fact that you're speaking to that, to your audience, I think is really special. Well, so I had important. to tell you that. Thank you, thank you. You know, as a healer, I feel like this is important for me to do. This is what I do. So, um, but we have a caller. Would be would it be okay to take a caller of right course. now? Of course. So, hey, uh, you're on the air with just Steph. Hang on, let me introduce oh, her. Oh, okay. We have Nancy from Indiana. I have a question for Dr. Kathy. Okay, Nancy, thank you for calling. This is just Steph. You have a um, question for Dr. Kathy? I do, I do. I'm an older woman, and I know a lot of medical testing, like colonoscopies and pap smears, um, those wind down, and you can actually stop them. And I, I was curious if, if there is a stopping age for mammograms for older women, such that even if you had a problem, it won't become a problem since you're older. And I wondered if there is an age where I can stop getting mammograms. That is, and stuff shaking her head no. Actually, there is, oh, really? believe it or not. Yeah, so it's a great question, and thank you, Nancy, for the question. Um, sure. So there's so many different factors that go into that decision. So first and foremost, if I may, um, women should start undergoing annual screening mammograms at the age of 40 or 10 years earlier than um, your earliest relative diagnosed with breast cancer. And then those should be annual. A few years ago, there was a lot of um, controversy. A study came, a quote unquote study came out about, well, maybe we should start the, the mammograms later. We don't need to get them every single year. Um, American Cancer Society, American Society of Breast Surgeons, American College of Radiology, American Cancer Society, we still agree at the age of 40, and every year thereafter and annually. And the importance of that is when women and men, men can undergo mammograms too, especially those, for example, with breast cancer genes, when we get a mammogram done every single year, what the radiologists or the mammographers are looking at is a change from year to year. Right. So at what point, to Nancy's question, at what point do we stop getting those? So the 
you know, the thought was always, well, at around the age of 75, one could consider stopping them. However, we are living longer now. Patients are living longer. But on the other hand, too, sometimes patients um, who are younger, even in their 60s, who have a lot of different medical problems, um, may we may have a discussion about stopping mammograms because the whole role is doing an intervention and making an impact on one's lifespan and well-being. Mm -hmm. But if someone who's less than 75 and their 60s ha have a lot of different medical problems that will already impact their longevity and lifespan, it's a consideration that physicians have to have and it's a discussion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, the rule of thumb has always been around 75. Um, but then if, if a patient is healthy and well, then they, those can continue. I'll never forget, actually, in my training, a very um, a world-renowned radiation oncologist at Dana-Farber, one day we were talking about this exact topic. And um, his mother was um, in her, she was in her late 70s and she did not want to stop getting mammograms. So despite him saying she could stop, she didn't want to. So it also becomes patient Personal. choice. Yeah, but a lot of different considerations to think about. But, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I would have never thought that. I know, that's stopped. why I saw I'm you going, shaking no, your like, head. No. Well, because it makes me nervous. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, to... It just makes me nervous right. to, to stop, but right. I guess... Right. And it is. It's a matter of comfort level. Right. We can have a discussion with the patient to say, well, look, at this point, you can consider stopping, but sometimes women aren't. They're not eager to stop, and right. others that are, like, very happy right. to do so. Right. So, <laughs> right. yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, Nancy, for calling in. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for the nice answer. I appreciate it. Very helpful. Have a thank great you. night. Take care. So uh, let's talk a little, what we were going to talk about uh, genetic testing Genetic testing, and also, so we talked already about the annual mammograms. Yes. We, we kind of yes. covered that with the question too, yes, right? Yes, we did. So let's talk about the genetic testing. Who should have genetic testing? Great question, because not everybody does. Mm -hmm. um, so the really important and something that I've learned, especially I'd say over the last year, is that what, what patients should really be talking to their physicians about and really getting done is what we call um, a formal cancer risk assessment. So it's looking at a person's own personal history and risk factors and um, also family history. And then- What about lifestyle? A lot of- Drinking, again, smoking. Well, that's where the personal risk factors come into right. play. Yeah. And so in assessing all of those things, then we can ascertain whether or not a patient actually needs genetic testing or not. For example, in my practice, I, I use something in an algorithm where patients, you know, they may come specifically for this um, to see me, and then we determine whether or not they need the genetic testing. Um, and then if they do, then there are different ways that we can go about doing that as well. But not everybody does, but at least people should undergo a formal cancer risk assessment with their doctors to find out. Certainly when people have family histories, and even though, yes, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but being a surgical oncologist, I have to mention whether it's, you know, pancreatic cancers, colon cancers, thyroid cancers, um, different brain cancers, a lot of different cancers. You know, sometimes patients will come to me and say, well, I don't have any breast cancer in my family. But then when I look at their family history, I see a lot of other different right. cancers. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of different genes that predispose people to cancer. So it's not only the breast cancer gene, although, of course, it's very well known, BRCA um, right. gene or the BRCA gene, but there are 
many other genes. And for example, in my practice, we're looking at 77 potential genes. Um, so we're looking at the pancreatic and the prostate and all of those. So it's really, really important to find out because again, like I said, not everybody does, but it's important to know if you do. So if we don't, you know, if, if we're not coming to you, but we want to get uh, the screening, do we ask our do we ask our primary care physicians? Maybe that we should put something up online, right? Yeah, you know, like your astrological sign with your <laughs> with your, you know, when you were born, and it puts everything together. Yes, I that, mean, oh, it, that's it, a really it's, great idea. It's <laughs> one, and this is something that, like, for example, the company with whom I work, they really believe in population screening, meaning that. We should be screening everybody. The problem is, especially nowadays, time constraints, you know, even be, to be able to collect all the information, who's going to do it, how do you do that? You know, that's a big question as well. How do you really ascertain that? So I always tell patients, you know, ask your physicians, talk to your doctors, you mm -hmm. know, they collect the information, but then the question becomes too, if they're collecting this information, what is being done with that information? And what are you finding out? So how um, how often uh, how often do callbacks result in a problem? Because um, I've always I've had callbacks like probably like oh, five times. Mammograms you're yes, talking about? Yes. That's a great question. And actually my sister um, called me a couple weeks ago. She was undergoing her annual screening mammogram and she texted me or called, I can't remember. Um, and she said, they just did a screening mammogram on me. Why didn't I get a diagnostic mammogram? So let me just take a second to explain what a screening mammogram is, is that mammogram that all women get. A diagnostic mammogram is one where for those callbacks that you're asking about, right. they see something, but that something doesn't mean it's anything bad, but that means there's more investigation that needs to be done. So that diagnostic mammogram is getting images at different angles, potentially doing an ultrasound. So those callbacks don't mean necessarily anything bad, but that's why it's just that initial screening. There's a question and oftentimes it can be just dense breast tissue overlapping on itself right. and when you come back and they do those different views with the compression that women are very well <laughs> aware of but it's important to be able to discern whether that's something that dissipates with that compression in those different angles okay. you know i passed out twice during mammograms that can happen yeah, I passed out. I yeah they had to give me smelling salts and everything <laughs> 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 but again, I know women complain about it, but I always tell them, think about what you're doing. That is the single best screening tool for breast cancer. Yeah, absolutely. It saves lives. Yep. It yep. saves I lives. I love it. So uh, if you would like an on-air on healing or uh, in-person e uh, healing, email me at steph at juststeph.com. Of course, you can keep calling tonight with questions, 781 837 4900. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, this week's Soul Block. And before you get started, I just want to say all the music for the next couple of weeks is all about Just Steph because it's my birthday month, and I asked my family and friends to to give me songs that remind them of me. Aww. So this what a one, idea. yeah, this one's for my girlfriend Lisa.
love lingerie. I'm Steph Palermo, and I like to feel beautiful. I know you do, too. My good friend Maria Paola is the founder and CEO of the Women of Boston Lingerie. At the Women of Boston Lingerie, they have a mission to help every woman feel beautiful and sexy no matter what shape, size, or age. They offer private, full-service styling with bra sizing and boudoir photography right in their studio in Newton, Massachusetts. Check them out online at the Women of Boston Lingerie at www.thewomenofboston.com or give Maria a call at 617 617- 953-4647. You know Just Stuff is all about living your best life and feeling beautiful is definitely part of it. So check out the Women of Boston Lingerie and tell them Just Steph sent you. Hey, I'm Mike Marino and I'm making America Italian again and you're listening to me on the Just Steph Show. Thanks, Mike. He's the best. All right, so call in with questions, comments, lots of love, 781-837-4900. And, of course, do you get a copy of my book? Grab it, buystephsbook.com, or get it on Amazon. It's not personal, Sunny. It's business, how to run your family life and business like a Sicilian. I say bring back the Sicilians. Anyway, okay, so this week's Soul Block is brought to you by Annie's Pure and Simple. Clean your house, clean your soul. Available at all Whole Foods Supermarkets and Annie's Pure and Simple.com. So black of black and people. All right. <laughs> All right. So this week's soul block is worry. This is a funny, I have a little story. So a girlfriend of mine, I don't know, this is a couple years back, she says to me, something she was talking about worry. And I go, I go, I don't know. I don't know, Dana, I don't worry. She goes, I know you don't. I just don't worry. And I, I have this couple of things. I hope my sister's not listening, but she goes, like one time, I was like, what are you worried for? What do you mean? Don't worry. Shouldn't I worry? And I go, I said, I go, okay, well, I'll tell you what. You can worry for the both, both of us. I'm not going to worry. And, you know, and it's not like if I didn't put my mind to things, I wouldn't worry because I would if I put it in my mind. I could sit there and, you know, we can make ourselves do anything and feel anything. But worry is one of those, it's it's such wasted energy. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is I'm going to tell you what it is. It's an actual, it's a little disrespectful to the divine. And it's a lack of faith and a lack of trust that everything always works out for you. Yes, agreed. Everything works out for the best and everything is done for you, not to you. Because... If it's done to you, then you're a victim. Victim, yeah. It's a victim mode. Mm-hmm. Victim, you know, the Candy Stanton song. Yeah. So we don't want to be victims. So uh, the word worry comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word meaning to choke or to strangle. Hmm. And when you think about worry and how it makes you feel, it makes you tense. Anxious. Anxious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, this... I saw this, I have this article here, but there's, you know, several different kinds of worriers. I just think when you worry about outcomes, you are actually putting yourself in the position of receiving exactly what you don't want, because that's what, that's, that's what happens when you focus on, uh, the negative or the uh what you when you folk you get what you focus on mm-hmm. and you 
whatever you believe is doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's real or not whatever you believe is because in your mind if you're worried that something bad is going to happen that's what's going to happen that's what you're going to get it's a self-fulfilling prophecy so i want to actually uh, get uh, dr kathy in here to talk a, a little bit about um you know the whole uh cancer scare and worrying about that and what you know what oh we have a caller Okay, so let's let's get the let's get the caller on before we go on, go on with this conversation. So, um, who's on the line? We have Cheryl from Weymouth. She has a question for you, Steph. Oh, okay. Hi, Cheryl. You're live Hi, on the Just you? Steph Show. How are you? Doing pretty good. I actually have your book in front of me. It's not personal, uh -huh. sorry, it's business. Oh, I love <laughs> you. Yeah, I know a friend of you. And I will say, I am Italian, Greek, and Irish, and a bit of Sicilian. I love it. I it's love a good it. Mix. Yeah. I love I it. I think so. One nation <laughs> under God, as my mother would say. There you go. God bless American yes. Sicily too. So what? What? Exactly. Yeah. So what's your question? Well, two years ago, I had this wonderful trip planned with like thirteen people from work and a couple of their spouses. We were going to Italy. Mm -hmm. We were gonna. And forgive me, I have friends, you know, that speak Italian very well. Um, unfortunately, I don't speak Italian That's at okay. all. Um, we were flying into Rome, and then we were all going to meet in. Um, Palermo. Oh. And I actually, yeah, a girl that I work, um, grew up with, um, she works at the airport over there. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to, to give my wording of this, Capo di Orlando, I think it's, yeah, I killed it. I know I, I did. Don't, I don't, I we don't. Yeah, I know. I have it in a, I have it in a um, book somewhere written down where we were going. And it's kind of like anxiety in regards to the pandemic that took place and all these trips people had planned and you know, I really want to get over there. And then a lot of them were now being forced to go back into the offices, you know? So it's just been kind of, it's like a hot adjustment from, you know, being home for two and a half years to now being told, you know, hey, it's over, let's go, let's go back to um, the office. And I really want to go to Italy. So what what is your question? Should you Are you asking my permission to go to Italy? Because I've been to no. Sicily three times since, since know, June of 2020. No, I think for a I month think at a time. What's your opinion, like how to, people handle it with like anxiety because you have such positive energy okay so here's here, here's a couple of things that you can do mm -hmm. uh, first of all you want to uh spend a little bit of time in the morning and in, in doing some deep breathing and and deep breathing maybe some meditating prayer if that's in your your wheelhouse journaling yeah. um and then you know whatever it is you're worried about or anxious about i i want you to write down what the worst case scenario is yeah. what is the worst case scenario you know and then look at that worst case scenario and say is this probable is it possible is it likely is this an unfounded fear what is this where you know where does this fall in the spectrum and then you need to i would say uh, when you make it, I, I'm going to venture to guess that it's going to be highly unlikely that whatever that deepest fear is will actually happen. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we, our minds play, you know, play tricks on us and they just, the mind wants to, wants us to, you know, stay small. Sometimes it's that ego. It wants to protect us and mm -hmm. it doesn't want us to step out of that com comfort zone. And so... You know, if you're asking about anxiety about going back to, into the work workforce, 
mm-hmm. I think you you know taking a good look at um, what what's going on and mm-hmm. you know I understand very I'm not going to diminish pe- people in my life have lost people yeah. to COVID yeah. Oh, yeah. so okay. I'm not yeah. I'm not downplaying it but if you mm-hmm. look at the statistics it's a very very small group and it's also pe- mostly mostly people who have mm-hmm. secondary conditions now I don't know how do you feel about that Dr. Kathy am I wrong yes I agree and actually I was just having this conversation today with someone that you know COVID is not going anywhere but the COVID we're dealing with today is very different from the COVID that we dealt with two and a half years ago oh I had I had COVID in the beginning I had it pretty bad yeah um it was just I got such anxiety after I had it and I will say five years ago my mother had passed away and five years ago my son almost passed away he's a police officer Mm -hmm. so I had you know I I finally started coming out of it and we started planning this trip to Italy and I started feeling really good was going to bring my mother to Italy to sprinkle her ashes like she wanted me to, you know, just a bit of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I started, like, getting in this, like, depression and anxiety over being, felt like I couldn't go to Italy, you know, like no. I was letting her down that I needed to do that. So I have the anxiety, one, because my son's a police officer, two, my mother passed. So it's like five years of all this stuff happening, and then we were so excited to go to Italy, and then, it, you know, got postponed. So mm-hmm. here, here's what here, here's what I I, I, I want to offer you. You you know, living in fear is not living; it's dying. So I'm going down swinging. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm going to go down swinging. I'm you know whatever happens happens. I'm going across the pond. I'm going to go. You know I'm going to do what I want to do. That's fun. I'm not jumping. I'm not bungee jumping because I hate heights. But yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Your life. I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. I'm not stupid. I'm not. You know I'm You're not. Gonna be smart. I'm going to be smart. I wash my hands. Yeah. You know when I get on a plane, I wipe it down with the mm-hmm. you know with the little wipe, and you know whatever. And if you know you have to you have to live. It's life before death. And okay, and if you get COVID, you don't want to go around somebody that has secondary um, conditions. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then, but live your best purpose driven life every single day and thank God, thank the universe, thank your inner being for an amazing life and stay positive because that's the way that you're going to, you know, enjoy your life. You, you know, you don't, you're not going to enjoy your life any other way. No, I agree. I agree. So well, and if you need further help with that, you know, yeah. email me and I would love to uh, mm-hmm. chat with you offline. And it okay, was Cheryl, I, correct? Your name was Cheryl? Yeah, it's Cheryl. Okay, Cheryl. Cheryl. I think, um, if, I think on yeah, Steph, I think on your Facebook page that you might have this information on there. Yes, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Perfect. Go ahead. No, so I was going to say, I if there's one addiction or passion I have in my life, it's traveling. Um, And again, as Steph was saying, you have to balance it out. You have to be smart, but obviously being immunized and whatnot, but I've taken, you know, my daughters across, we've been to Europe. We went last summer, we went this summer and things are opening up and, you know, we're all suffering a form of PTSD, but at some point we have Mm -hmm. to make that, take that leap of faith, faith. Um, And, you know, just, we have to get back to living. We really do. And you owe it to yourself. Thank you. I I mean, I've traveled a lot in the U.S. during the whole pandemic. I've gone between Florida and North Carolina, but I just felt like when the, you know, when the the Italy trip was taken away, I felt like I was having anxiety over it. Like I wasn't going to do what I was supposed to do for my mother. Well, plan it now. You can plan it. Thank you. Thank thank you, Cheryl. I love the call. I'm so happy you called in. We'll we'll get you later, honey. 
Ciao, okay, ciao. Bye. 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 All right. So let's. Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. I love that. Yeah. You know, and that's it's a valid. It's, it's question. valid. People Absolutely. are people are, are nervous. They're nervous yeah. to live. Yep. It's un it's unfortunate, but you know that's terrorism. See, terrorism isn't about isn't about you know getting killed right away. What it is is it's making you fear living. Mm-hmm. So putting terror into your put, right. Exactly. So that's a form of terrorism. So don't be afraid. Live your life because then the dark side wins. Tomorrow's not promised. That's right. That's exactly right. My youngest daughter said, Mom, God has a plan. That's right. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So just a couple of minutes before we take a little bit of break, uh, let's talk a little bit about worry. Now, we talked about anxiety a little bit, but what about when it comes to cancer and breast cancer and healing? Mm -hmm. What would you say? So are we talking about in terms of what worry does in inciting cancer or how do we deal with it? I think all, whatever. All of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a few minutes, so okay. get it all in there. So how about this? <laughs> we'll talk about in terms of causes of cancer because patients often ask me, you know, what is the cause? And I tell people, well, it's multifactorial. What does that mean in plain English? That means a lot of factors are at play. It's environment, it's stress, it's our genes. It's a lot of different things. And so, um, again, living a good, healthy life, like I tell patients, being healthy, what does that mean? Being active, eating, you know, eating well, um, an active lifestyle. Those are all things that help. And, of course, those also help relieve, alleviate stress as well. So, of course, stress, a lot of different things, you know, um, contribute to causing right. cancer, but it's not just one thing. Right. It's, it's 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 environmental, it's genetics, it's, you know, your mindset. Yeah. It's a lot of everything. And uh, are you familiar with Louise Hay? I'm not. She um, cured herself from incurable cancer uh, by changing her mindset. And, um, oh, and we have another caller. Yay! What a busy <laughs> night tonight. When, I'm never going to get my stuff in. It's perfect. I love it. Uh, it's one or the other. Right? So we have Mary from Quincy. She has a question for Dr. Kathy. Yes. Hi, Mary. Uh, you're on. You're on the air with me and Dr. Kathy. Thanks for calling. Healing. Hello. Hi, Mary. So are we talking about? Hello. Hi, Mary. Do Dr. Kathy's listening? I have a question. Stage, my, my friend was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. And would Dr. Kathy recommend a lumpectomy or mastectomy? That's a great question. So um, obviously without knowing all of the details, here's what's important for patients to know. Um, until we meet a patient and review their imaging. A lot of factors go into whether or not a patient, and I'm going to say men, a patient because it can be men and women. Um, Anyone can undergo a mastectomy, but the question becomes, well, which patients are candidates for lumpectomy? So it is a matter of reviewing the imaging, doing an exam, and then, you know, um, going through all of that with a patient. What's important also for people to know is a lot of people are under the incorrect or false impression that mastectomy is better. Um, and so when we compare the two, I think there's an echo in the, 
in yeah, the back. She's listening to the radio, that's why. Yes. Um, uh, so when we compare mastectomy with lumpectomy, actually what we do know from long-term data is the patients will do just as well with both. So it really becomes a question of if someone's a candidate for lumpectomy and that, you know, a lot of factors go into that. Yeah, uh, Mary, did you did that answer did did that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for calling in. Ciao, ciao, honey. <laughs> bye, bye. I think a lot of people don't realize when you're calling in. Yeah, you. And I hear it on the radio station in the morning. Um, can you please turn off your radio yeah, behind right. you because there's an echo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's okay. All right. So uh, very quickly because we're going to go to a break in a minute. Uh, I just want to mention that I'm uh, actually interviewing folks for my retreat in February to uh, Sicily, and this is a Soul Journey uh, retreat, which is going to be super fun, and I'm going to be helping people adopt a, a spirituality and meld it with their real um you know the reality of their lives and incorporate uh infinite possibilities uh training uh in that and where we bridge where we are to where we want to be so yeah so now we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we have leah craft of enhanced beauty in hanover and this song is uh from my girlfriend dana
you yearn to reconnect to that sacred part of yourself in the midst of the jungles of Costa Rica? Well, Healing Vibrations Reiki and Sound Healing of Plymouth, Massachusetts is offering a unique nature consciousness retreat in the lush rainforest of the Osa Peninsula, Costa Rica, this February 19th to the 25th. The Osa Peninsula is one of the most biologically diverse places on the planet. It is here at the Luna Lodge, a world-renowned eco-resort, where literally comfort meets the wild, where you will commune with the essence of your spirit and inflame the wisdom of your heart. Lori Fitzpatrick, a spiritual healer, and her partner, Michael Balonis, an avid naturalist and nutritional practitioner, will guide you on a daily practice of yoga, meditation, earth communion, and healthy eating. If this message speaks to your heart, you can call Lori at 508-360-6316 or email her at heal at sacredcrossing.com. Hey, we're back. and I guess we have another caller. Who's on the line? We have Tom from Florida. Hey, Tom. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. I'm really enjoying your show. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Do, you. do you have a question for me or Dr. Kathy? Uh, yes, actually, I have a, a, a comment that... Uh, uh, Dr. Kathy has actually seen me. As you said at the top of the show, breast cancer affects men and women. I am a male, and I have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And it started uh, about a year ago. I know it's a little lump. I didn't know men could have breast cancer. I didn't pay much attention to it. It got bigger in January. Um, I went to, uh, you know, got, got a, a mammogram, Doppler ultrasound. And the surgeon said, no, ma'am, you got to get a mastectomy. I'm going to schedule in two weeks. And, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I was very blessed to have found Dr. Kathy. Tom, Tom, I'm I'm sorry. You know what? Can you hang on so we we can catch you after the um, the top of the hour? Because I want to continue with this. But we have to uh, we have some other program we need to get to. And I'm so grateful for you and uh, for your your courage to to call in. I really appreciate it. Please hang tight. Okay. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So right now I've got I'm. I've got Leah Kraft. She is a licensed esthetician, certified makeup artist, and the proud owner of Enhanced Beauty located in Hanover. She's just a spry 28-year-old gorgeous beauty, and uh, beauty has been her passion. She graduated from Elizabeth Grady, and she specializes in skincare, brows, and makeup alongside bridal makeup artistry. Hi, Leah. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so... Okay, so Leah's located at 2048 Washington Street, Hanover, Mass. And uh, and she's on social media at, at Enhanced Beauty Hanover. So yes. what's your favorite uh, service that you offer? So my favorite service, that's actually a pretty tough question because throughout my career, I narrowed down what my favorite services are. And that's what I offer at Enhanced Beauty. Uh-huh. So skincare, brows, and makeup are all my favorite. I could never just pick one. That's why I offer them all. Right. Um, and yeah, a little bit of everything. So tell us how you got into the how you got into beauty and makeup and uh, becoming an esthetician. What what was your you know what was your motivation? What what, what do you inspired? Yeah, you. yeah what inspired absolutely. you? So from a young age, I've always loved everything beauty i danced growing up so i think that had a big impact the makeup going on stage all of that um and yeah so beauty's always been my passion and i'm sorry 
No, I'm just asking. Just like in general, you want to make people feel beautiful. Yeah. I love making people feel like the best version of themselves. Well, I like it because it's enhanced beauty because it's really we're all beautiful and then you're just bringing it out. Exactly. That's why I love the name. That's it. Enhancing natural yeah. beauty. So, yes. you know what? I think it's pretty courageous to uh, to start your own business. I mean, yeah. we've all done it here. We're all <laughs> entrepreneurs. And so what was your biggest struggle? So for me, um, I love that earlier the topic was worry because all I could think about was how I got here. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I actually decided to start my business um, during the pandemic. Once my phase was cleared, of course, um, I decided to start Enhanced Beauty. And I actually started by doing mobile aesthetics. So I was bringing um, services to my clients. And I only say that because now I like to recognize the growth from where I started and how far I've come because now I have a location, which is... That's amazing. Never give up, you know? I love it. I love it. So uh, what makes you so passionate about what you do? So like I had said, um, I love helping people. So that is number one. And then, of course, my passion with everything in the beauty industry. So helping people feel like the best version of themselves, definitely. Do you have any bridezillas? (laughs) Don't talk. Don't don't talk. Don't don't, don't go there. (laughs) Your answer is no, of course not. Everybody's beautiful and nice. Everybody's sweet. (laughs) Their moms are sweet, too. It's a stressful time, you know. We always take that into consideration. (laughs) (laughs) It's not personal. So what are some of the things no. you offer at, you know, at, do you do any um, events? Do you, do, what do you have going on? You so, know, what's coming up for the holidays? Right now, um, I am a special effects makeup artist. So Halloween is huge. Spooky season, uh, prosthetics and, you know, creating different characters or making, you know, I like to make realism. Do you do makeup for Dia de los Muertos? No, oh. but I should. Oh, you should. I get to look into it. I'm yeah. always open to ideas. Yeah. It gets overwhelming. Uh-huh. I just recently... The Day of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I love what my clients come to me with, their, their, their ideas. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, do you think you can turn me into whatever it may be? I'm always up for the challenge. Oh, that's awesome. super fun. You know, with Halloween coming up, that's, that's, that's just Perfect timing. Oh but God, then, yeah. you know, you must have, like, galas and things that are happening oh, for the holidays. Of course, of course. So any, I do make up for any events. Um, so, you know, there's always something going on with the holidays or parties. Um, weddings. Weddings, of course. Bridal makeup artistry is very big. Um, and, yeah, any event, really. What about the lashes? Do you do the lashes? So, for me... I tried, like I said, I went through a trial and error phase. As an esthetician, we offer so much. Mm-hmm. It's almost overwhelming. Too much. Right. It's mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. So I spent years in the beginning of my career finding out what I truly love to do. And then I leave what I don't truly love to do to the people that are passionate about right. it. Mm-hmm. And that being lashes. You know what? I tried it, the lashes, and it's just so much work. It is a lot. It's so a lot. It's, it's a, lot a lot of upkeep. upkeep. Mm-hmm. So I'm really big on, of course, enhancing natural beauty and then very little maintenance so i for lashes like i offer lash lifts and that's enhancing your natural lashes Mm -hmm. with a process a two-step chemical process so that um is something i enjoy doing because it's no maintenance after the first 24 hours um it's your your lashes not extensions right and it kind of just stays in that category so that's an option for people if they don't absolutely and how often do they have to come back for that so that lasts up to six to eight weeks Oh, it's a great service. Right, it's a lot better Worth than it. every couple of weeks. For oh my gosh! And then you can't even work during it when you're getting your your eyelashes exactly. done. Exactly, that's like I'm, When I get my nails done, I'm like, you know, my feet. I'm just, I'm always working. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you're done when you're. 
I usually take a nap when I get my nap, lash stuff. <laughs> lash nap. So lash for the lash lift, I always recommend that. It is a 45-minute service, but for 45 minutes, for that to last from six to eight it's weeks, relaxing. it's worth it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That, uh, that's awesome. So what about the, some of the other things, the brows? What do you do? What, yep. Give so, some specifics. Oh, absolutely. So brows, um, they frame our face. I specialize in brow shaping and tinting. Um, I also do microblading, which is permanent makeup. 